and, and part of that is is to really be able to honestly and clearly articulate the difference between cost, specifically upfront cost, long term value. You have obviously the the fiscal value of something right. over time, or if your house wants to run, your monthly output is less for that, and that that money could go towards the small add to your mortgage. But there's also these amazing soft cost values that people mm-hmm. don't you can't quite grasp until you're mm-hmm. in. You know, the air quality is amazing. They're very quiet homes. Um, you, know, you don't have any drafts near big windows and you have great light and, and things like that. So those are the things when you actually bring someone into a home like that, mm-hmm. it just, it's like when you walk in nature, you just get that feeling like this is right. Yeah. Welcome to the Home Green Homes podcast. This is Izumi Tanaka, a green realtor and the host of the show. While I've recently had episodes to discuss the difference between green homes versus healthy homes, it is still encouraging to know there are more companies who are exclusively building green homes. My guests, Joe Lombardi and Brian Falcon, are founders of Alter Eco, a home building company based in Paoli, Pennsylvania. First thing you read on their website says, The top two objections with green homes are cost and style, and we are changing that, which is a bold statement. Let's hear how they are tackling that. Love it. So, I want to hear all about it from you, Joe and Brian. So, first of all, can you,、um, each of you, can give me a little bit of background of who you are and, and then how you ended up being partners in this? Changing the, changing the World Project. Okay.、Uh, I'm Joe Lombardi.、I'm、currently a practicing architect and、uh, have a partner in architecture. It's my architectural practice and partners with Brian and Alter Eco. I guess going back,、uh, always been artistically oriented and construction oriented. I always remember from youngest age building, drawing and building things. And my family, my grandparents, everybody encouraged that. Um, became an architect, almost also a musician, and、uh, so、oh. I know those things. But、uh, became an architect, and the first architect I worked for, really a mentor of mine, was very interested in energy efficiency and things like that. He、uh, mm. went to Rensselaer、um, back in the probably 50s, and、mm. they were working with SIPs back then, structural insulated panels. So that's all、wow. you know, around. So While I was with him, we, he wanted to start a、um, um, prefabricated housing company doing、um, super insulated houses with SIPs. But, so we worked on a business plan back then.、Mm-hmm. Never really planned out, but I had that in the back of my head for a long time.、Uh, then Brian and I ended up working together where I kind of became his mentor at, a, at an architectural firm we both worked at. We both left there. And、uh, during in my architectural practice, I was always trying to implement a lot of the green building and energy efficiency、uh, principles and materials. And it was always difficult because we weren't following through and being、uh, when the construction was actually happening. We'd do the drawings, builder would take over, talk to the client. They would, oh, well, we really don't need to put that insulation in here. Or we don't need、uh... to do that. They didn't understand the fact that you're. You're building a system and it has to all work together. So,、right. uh, 
decided that it was time to try to actually be the architect and builder so we could implement all these things. I see. And Brian was uh, getting his master's in green architecture and sustainability and had some other ventures he was working on. We decided to get together and then that kind of formed the partnership and we actually implemented and got some buildings built and proved that we could we could design and build this type of sustainable green energy efficient home very close to the same cost as what other builders wow. in stick built homes so that's quite exciting and and you are really a pioneer you've been doing this for a long time i want to this i want to hear more about what what it was like when you first started but brian let let me hear from you what yeah. is your background yeah so i um I was very fortunate, actually, when I was two years old, uh, my family moved to Madrid, Spain. And I think traveling all over Europe as a baby and a little kid, where our vacations would be going through medieval castles and hilltown, mm. you know, all these cathedrals. By the time I was seven, my parents said that I told them I wanted to be an architect. Mm. And uh, so I, I pursued that path, of course, you know, through college. And uh, once I graduated, uh, of course, I met Joe, uh, where we worked at another firm, and he, as an intern, once you graduate in architecture, you need to work under a licensed professional. Right. Make sure you're getting the certain amount of hours of, of each different type of work, whether it's programming or design or construction administration and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, I'd always had a, a passion for nature. I was always out you know, fishing or hiking or being out playing with my friends as, as a kid. Um, and that, what, I, what struck me when I got into the quote-unquote real world was it just seemed at odds with my values where you would mm. go design something and then they would just raise an entire site of all the nature and build mm -hmm. parking big mm -hmm. giant box you know buildings um and then so in the mid to late 90s i made the decision that i was going to go to graduate school to study sustainability which mm -hmm. you know in the late 90s that was still sort of tree mm -hmm. talk you know mm -hmm. so um <clears throat> University of Arizona had a program. They were one of the first schools that had a, a good sustainability program. That's where I went. Wow. And then I, I, my wife and I had uh, a couple of kids and we, we moved back here. And, you know, from that point, I had a really strong passion for teaching others about sustainability. And I became mm -hmm. a accredited professional in 2004. Mm -hmm. um, a few years later, I got registered and then also pursued uh, Passive House. I became a mm -hmm. Passive consultant. Mm -hmm. uh, and around that time, you know, Joe and I sort of reconvened and had these discussions, sort of shared frustrations about some of these setbacks, which we'll talk about, of, mm -hmm. um, which really, I think, stem from a lack of understanding and education mm -hmm. um, from different folks, whether it's clients or contractors or, or developers or whoever it might mm -hmm. be, um, about why these things are so important and, and this concept of integrated design. Right. And again, the sum is greater than the individual part. So we decided that the thing that was lacking, again, this is going back almost 10 years. It's I think it's progressed dramatically over that mm -hmm. time. Back then, when we talked about the cost and style and the setbacks was, to Joe's point, of a lot of times you would have, you know, you'd hand off your drawings of a high-performance building. And then again, the, there's some sticker shock because there's no understanding of why things back then cost much right. more. And then the contractor trying to appease the client would say, well, we can get cheaper windows, we can do this, we can get a cheaper ventilation system. Mm. And then your design for high performance is out the window. 
and then people right. don't understand why these buildings don't work the way they were designed. So yeah. it was really a shared frustration by ourselves of, well, when we hand it off, that seems to be where some of the problems arise. So that was the, the birth of Alter Eco to solve those problems. Yeah. And so how long have you guys been doing this together now? So we we started our discussions in either late 2013 or 14. Uh-huh. Officially, you know, legally became a business in 2015, right, right, right. about this. So it's yeah. been eight years at this point. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you, especially Joe, when you first started, like we call it, you know, <clears throat> beating the drum of sustainability, like as you said that in the in earlier time that that it's there is a gap between your design and the execution and that's where it that kind of fell through and what was it like for you to be in that environment trying to build a design a home that is sustainable or you know energy efficient yes well to be a little clear i i was very interested in it but really didn't have the chance to pursue it until mm. but like i said with the other architect i worked with who had um was very interested we I, I learned that whole like brian mentioned the whole idea of integrated design and mm -hmm. and just it is was frustrating trying to make even engineers and contractors understand that we right. could use materials and they were mm -hmm. just because they aren't weren't mainstream that they could they were valid and they could perform better and they were mm -hmm. worth using that that was mm -hmm. the biggest frustration. i was always mm -hmm. interested in materials and systems mm -hmm. and, it did, yeah, it was difficult to implement them. Mm -hmm. And what was that? Was that more from the contractor side, or is there uh, was was there more pushback from homeowners or who whoever you were building the the homes for? The, home, the homeowners usually didn't didn't push back too much because they didn't understand as much, and it's right. usually it was the the fact that the builder was used to a certain type system. Mm -hmm want to stray from it but like mm -hmm. I said I had pushback from structural engineers who didn't understand right. that right the structural insulated panel could be structure and envelope and mm -hmm. insulation and they mm -hmm. wanted to level up the structure and so you mm -hmm. end up adding costs that wasn't necessary you know that kind of defeated the whole purpose of using this this better system right so so um you've been doing this together for almost 10 years, including, you know, if you count it from the time you started talking to each other. So, so was it, was it after that you started working together with Alto Eco um, that you started to see more of um, receptivity from your, your people that you work with or homeowners or whatnot? Like, do you think that in the last 10 years, for instance, as I think Brian mentioned, that things has, have dramatically improved, so to speak. We've, I think, in the green, green or sustainable building world, we, I think, we, there's has been a dramatic progress. But what is that you saw in the last ten years when you, from the time that you st first started doing this, you know, how did you, how did you meet your clients? and your colleagues that you work with. Yeah, so once again, earlier on, like a little before, like maybe 15 years ago, I, 
I, I got a call from a client who said, I want to do a energy efficient house using SIPs and using an ERB. And, and this was like, wow, this is exactly what I'm wanting to do. And someone actually called me and asked me to do it. Yeah. For and we did that and implemented it. So that was very unusual that at that mm -hmm. time, and that kind of, that's what made me realize that we really can do this because there are people out there. There aren't a lot of them, but if we, if we pursue this properly, we could get people coming to like want to do it. And then mm -hmm. with the help of Carolyn, uh, Audrey, we were able to, uh, after we built a couple of these homes, we were able mm -hmm. to get some press and we have people coming to us now who, mm -hmm. uh, who do that. Mm -hmm. Well, so you said, uh, uh, marketing or promoting property. So that did it mean that it had to take a lot of, um, outward education or what were the proper approach to to disseminate this this information that you what you're doing uh so like what, what uh, going back to the the first four jobs we did um mm -hmm. we actually won a national award with the um, u.s department of energy in the housing oh, wow. and that gave us a lot of um, exposure because it's on their website. We're listed as a partner on their program. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's one avenue where people interested in this find us as one of mm -hmm. the few groups in this area that do it. Um, but to your, your question, yeah, it's, it's a constant dialogue of education. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and, you know, I think one of the benefits that Joe and I have is one, we both have our architectural work. Mm -hmm. So, we're able to be extremely selective in the homes we've actually built as alter ego. Right. Is if that was our standalone business, we may have to take other jobs to pay the rent. Right. But right. since we've been able to be so picky mm. and stick to our guns about we're only doing this. If, if there's lots of great builders all over here that do amazing work and go speak with them. If you want a, a really right. home that, that isn't this type. Mm -hmm. um, and, but, but I think, what I found really rewarding for myself, and I, I, Joe and I've talked about this, he feels the same way, is when you're passionate about this stuff and you articulate why these things are important and why we do them. Exactly. And do, and, and, and even how they're different than a code. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. People feel that genuineness and that you don't right. become a snake oil salesman trying to just sell a more costly home. Right. One example, actually, is that we're actually about to start a project where client came, we actually did this zero energy ready home for myself and my family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, one where I felt you, know, you put your money where your mouth is, you know, if I'm right. going to be convincing folks to do this, I can tell them, Hey, I, I did it myself too. Yeah. So, um, but we had a potential client who's now is a client mm -hmm. to come see my home. Because mm -hmm. he was a little bit like, well, uh, I don't know. Does it really make sense to do this? And we walked them through the house and we showed them all the components that are, you know, make it a high performance home, why they're different, mm -hmm. what they do, why they cost a little more, and and how that money can be recouped pretty quickly in the first couple of years, and then you're mm -hmm. saving a month. And it was really interesting. I I got a kick out of it. Was by the time we left, he's like, "Well, we have to do this." <laughs> <laughs> he kind of just convinced himself just by listening to us speak honestly about. To us, it's a no brainer that every home should be done this way. Exactly. You know. Well, tell me some of the elements, like other than what you're talking about, the the quietness and and fresh air. 
when you had those people come through your homes and a lot of the energy efficiency elements are you know not you can't see if, if you just walk in right because it's in, inside the wall or in you know like a lot of things that we can't see tell me some of the things that you walk through with your potential clients who became your clients that really sold on them like is there any any particular things that you can talk about <laughs> sure usually what i when i start off with mm -hmm. is generally there's a few main components mm -hmm. to the um, there's a super insulated building envelope. So if, if you have a basement, basement walls under your slab, if it's a slab on grade, you do added insulation. Uh, your exterior walls, you know, high, highly insulated, um, high performance windows, you know, more insulation in your roof. Um, you also create a more airtight envelope, which mm -hmm. is essentially, you imagine having a coat on in the winter with a bunch of holes in it. You want to plug mm -hmm. all the holes in mm -hmm. it. So it creates, you know, you, you stay warmer inside. And the air that you're heating and cooling in your home doesn't just escape outside. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, then you're looking at your systems. So you have your mechanical system. Right. We include, when you do an airtight home, you have to have um, added ventilation. So right. remember, in the 80s, there was the sick building syndrome, which was a, a huge Right, problem. right. So you know, we use, you know, really, it's the Cadillac of, of ventilation systems. We use Zender systems exclusively. Mm -hmm. And those are balanced air distribution or air distribution systems, which are supplemental to your heating and cooling. So mm -hmm. you have your heating and cooling system. We use um, heat pump mini splits. You can use mm -hmm. these smaller systems on these homes. Right. right. Um, and an energy recovery ventilator in our part right. of the country. You can use heat recovery ventilators further right. south. Um, those are fully balanced systems, which bring mm -hmm. in a certain amount of air into all mm -hmm. your clean spaces, think bedrooms, den. Uh, living room, and mm -hmm. they have extraction air in all your dirty mm -hmm. rooms. You know, think mm -hmm. laundry rooms, bathrooms, kitchen, right. and it's fully balanced. Same amount amount in as goes out all the time. Right. It's a low right. volume, quiet system, right. so you always have this really nice, clean filter, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. almost hospital level filtration in those systems. So wow. we, we swear by them, love them. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you have a, a central um, water distribution system. So we try to design our homes mm -hmm. to minimize lengths of run to any um, fixture. Mm -hmm. uh, we, and what that does is that guarantees that you'll get hot water sooner. So you're, mm -hmm. you're not wasting energy heating water more mm -hmm. than you do. And then, of course, you're not wasting water if you're on city water. Mm -hmm. And we also implement heat pump water heaters, which mm -hmm. are three times more efficient than a regular High performance water heater. Right. Um, of course, that's one of the upfront costs. Those are quite a bit more expensive sure. than water heater. But mm -hmm. again, those, you get that money back very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, you know, it's not really a big deal now, but, you know, five, six years ago when we were doing it, we did all LED lighting, which was sort of uncommon back then. Mm. Pretty standard. Um, and same with um, using like all Energy Star products and things like mm -hmm. that. So, mm -hmm. you know, really. You can find those anywhere. And we use, depending on the project, like in my home, we have all dual flush toilets, mm. which again has a bigger, bigger impact if you are on city water. We have well and, and septic. I see. Um, so really, again, it's more of a conversation piece that I show people mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. is how you can greatly save on your water use if mm -hmm. you need to. So, mm -hmm. and again, we also, um, on the tail end of, of the, the home, we would say, now you, depending on your site access, now you can put solar on them. So we right. just got a large 18 kW uh, 
PV system installed. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for it to get approved by the, mm -hmm. the utility, but it's just about ready to go. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, the goal is that all those systems and assemblies that we put in place minimize the load on the home to begin with. Right. So that's the goal is try to use less energy, no matter if it's clean or dirty. Mm -hmm. You could put a clean energy system as like a PV or something mm -hmm. um, home, and it'll be half the size as if it was a code home or less. Right. Right. So those are some of the big picture things that we, we try to show people. Yes. So how how do they come about in terms of the cost? Like your website says we're changing that, like cost and style. And how how have you been able to mitigate that perception that green homes are more expensive and it has to be certain style? What were the things that you you've done to kind of I guess it's not mitigating per se, but convincing your clients or customers that the value of what you do. How did well, you change it? <laughs> well, the one thing that help, that's helping that to happen is the fact that we're the architect and the builder. We mm -hmm. can the, um, implement things as the designer and the builder that um, that a contractor may charge a lot more for that is something we're used to like one thing a prefabricated panel system like we use mm -hmm. you have to, you have to um design the building send it off they do a what they call a shop drawing where they mm -hmm. take your design and they they create a piece drawing of every part we're used to reviewing those kind of things whereas a lot of builders aren't and they see that as a hindrance we see that we say that as a way to make sure the project is exactly what you want it to be mm -hmm. so by and by using these systems i think we've been able to control the, the cost a little better because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of, of waste. And uh, mm -hmm. so that was part of it, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah, and we also, you know, to do these programs, so a little bit like big picture stuff, you know, I've been involved with LEED and other things for, for many years now. And mm -hmm. on a residential scale, you know, those can sort of be budget busters because it's yeah. just pretty large admin costs and you got to mm -hmm. pay for education and all those things. So you know, there's lead, there's passive house, there's green globes, there's regional programs. Um, and in, in researching what we were going to target mm -hmm. for our, our, our standard approach was that we found what the, the U.S. Department of Energy has this net zero ready home program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is actually a prerequisite to do passive house, right. which would be, of course, the next step up. That's like right. the, the super insulated, right. really, really high performance home. Yeah. Um, and in our case, we, we did a passive house up in New York a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we found, it was a very interesting process, but what we found was, you know, the, the DOE program is free. It's a mm -hmm. government program. It's free. Mm -hmm. It does require third-party verification, just right. like the other ones do. Right. So you can't do the greenwashing. It either meets right. it or it doesn't. Right. And the benefit is at the end of that process, you get your certification. Mm -hmm. And with that, you get a HERS rating. Mm -hmm. and Either ourselves or um, our green or the hers rater mm -hmm. will go to the homeowner and explain to him what or her what the hers rating is, what it means, right. Right. what the number represents at the end. Where if it's right. you know generally you know a hers rating goes from zero to one fifty um, with, and it may have changed with the new round of codes, but generally how it used to be was a score of one hundred was a code compliant home. Mm -hmm. new construction and whereas a 150 would be like an old sort of 50s or 60s leaky home that you know <laughs> is funny 
And I believe for the homes we do, the target is a HERS rating of 55. Oh, wow. Means you're using 55% of the energy of a new code home. Now, mm -hmm. I believe the, the homes we did, our first homes were 37 and 39. Oh, so wow. Over 60% less energy use than a standard code home. Right. And when you explain that to people, they understand like, okay, well, I understand, you know, for example, like a heat pump water heater is going to cost maybe twice as much as a regular water heater, but the labor is the same. Um, and once it's in, you're forever for that home. It's you're yeah. using probably a third of the cost for your water mm -hmm. heater. And, mm -hmm. and the same goes with some of those other systems. So mm -hmm. um, again, we found that it's been a little easier in the last couple of years specifically because we are getting at least monthly calls and emails from people who specifically mm -hmm. want this and already mm -hmm. understand the value. Right, of it. right. These are more difficult conversations in 2015. Right. Because people are like, uh, and the other benefit is over the last eight years, obviously, the, well, with the exception of COVID, that's affecting <laughs> those, those are much more closer to cost parity than mm -hmm. they were eight to 10 years ago. So mm -hmm. I think all those things combined have made this much easier. Mm. Not that you even have to sell it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. an easier discussion to have with people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know that you're both lead AP architects, and Brian, you are also a Passive House uh, certified consultant as well, right? Yep. So, so do you always follow that principle of Passive House design when you're designing for your uh, clients, or um, uh, you don't necessarily always uh, lead certified but you have the doe certification any any third party certification how how do you work with those uh different parameters well, we usually when we meet and just and talk to a client up front we ask them what their what their goals are what their I what see. level they want to be at we're not trying mm -hmm. to force anybody to do more than they want but but we took like brian said our 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 baseline is that Department of Energy program because we feel that you get a lot of value from mm -hmm. systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and you know when you break all of those programs down, the core of any one of those is this integrated design process. Right. So you know an, another example of this is how the benefit to us being also the architect and the builder is mm -hmm. you know, say, well, we're thinking you know, we want a three thousand square foot house and this and that. We want this and all these other things. Well, as the designers, we can say, well, you know, we may be able to get that down to 2,500 square feet mm -hmm. and give you multiple lines of sight between rooms and make it feel larger, sort of the, the not so big, you know, movement that Sarah Suzanka had, you know, years ago. And mm -hmm. as designers, we can we can bring those things to the table, as well as just understanding the principles of, you know, hydrothermal analysis and air infiltration, right. and the benefits of added insulation and those mm -hmm. things, where, you know, if you're looking at for example, two, three, four hundred dollars square foot homes. Yeah. If you knock off five hundred square foot for your home, that couple percent premium of, of these added things, you've already paid for them because we've helped in the design process. So right. All of those skills together really help people understand mm -hmm. how to cost effectively reach their environmental and, mm -hmm. and their goals may be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I was um curious about when when um i read your website the first thing that you have a bullet list and you have reduced construction waste um does that mean that are, are you you're not not all your buildings are prefabricated right um, how, 
how does that work in terms of what how are you how are you executing the waste reduction of waste in the construction because i know construction is one of the biggest contributor to the lands land landfill yeah primarily using the structural insulated panel like it mm. says you're you're getting the panels delivered just the i see already cut to size and mm -hmm. piece you need and uh, mm -hmm. that's the primary way that we've seen it happen i see i see we also for example we use prefabric or not pre custom designed floor trusses i see so you're not getting standard length materials and cutting them down and having them. i see we same process of we send them our drawings they send us shop drawings of floor trusses that are the exact length that they need to be so oh, there is no mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's looking at ways uh, where you can panelize and prefabricate parts of the buildings sure um another example would be you know on some of the projects we've done with full basements there's a company that's local in the lancaster area within an hour of here um that actually makes prefabricated basement walls and you can get mm -hmm. them as insulated with furring on them so that you can add drywall to them and have finished basements if the client wants to do that after they're right. in and you can get those at nine foot heights versus a lower height where you're you know you're in a quote-unquote basement feel right. so you can full height ceilings and have all your ducts and utilities above that space right so compartmentalizing those larger components into pre-made really mm -hmm. helps it speeds up the construction so really streamlining the whole entire process of your designing and construction and and delivery yep. um and i know brian you are a permaculturist now do you also implement some of the permaculture principles when you're designing the home and do you actually take the whole site and design the outdoor space as well is that part of your uh design process that's a goal to get I to see. that Mm -hmm. Currently, we have not done it. Uh, we've mm -hmm. been talking about integrating that into our projects. Yeah. And if we start to scale things up in time, mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. small neighborhoods, we will absolutely be implementing that. I'm actually yeah. in the process of master planning a regenerative homestead on my property now. Oh, wow. To incorporate a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that'll be sort of a showcase where we can show people. Yeah. You can implement these things as part of the design and not just mm -hmm. have um the the home itself you know I, right I, right well you know we all tend to compartmentalize our lives right yeah exactly this is well that's not um so i we try to tell people of you know if we look at all these things together the whole integrated design process not just yeah. how think outside the boundaries of the home how, how can you you know create wildlife habitat and regenerate mm -hmm. the site and right create perennial food production on your on your property mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. food forest. And then mm -hmm. that may be something where you could integrate with your community and be part mm -hmm. of this that grows with your neighbors and, and, mm -hmm. and you start a movement that does that. There's mm -hmm. programs all over the nation that do those types of things. So mm -hmm. that's like the next step of our goal as we sort of ramp up and, and expand the educational side of things. But yeah. yes. Yeah. I I I totally support you for doing that. <laughs> now, so so both of you, Joe and Brian, um, it, what do you see as this home industry as, you know, for what we call green homes? When, when we say green homes, it's usually 
uh, relating to sustainable uh, sustainability of environmentally friendly homes. But what is your uh, vision or how you see the trend of um, home building? You know, from this time on, do you see that the people are becoming more aware or more keen to seeking this kind of environment to live in? What what's what's your take? I definitely see that. Like like I said, for 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 potential clients to call and ask for something that they never asked for before, mm -hmm. it's encouraging. Mm -hmm. And also, the inter from a code standpoint, uh, the building codes are ramping up the requirements sure. for air tightness, for insulation value, and mm -hmm. so they so they see the value in that, and and just people are more educated because they're watching HDTV or whatever show. <laughs> They see that a lot of these other countries and you know are have been doing this forever and yeah do it too and we we should have more respect for the longevity of our buildings and things like that. Whereas mm -hmm. I think the United States we don't have that as much and I think we need to we need to have a building that can can be there and um, provide you know the right environment for a longer period of time than we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. There's. There's definitely a huge movement and it's growing exponentially each year. Mm -hmm. Folks that are interested and passionate about doing this, there's new companies that are doing mm -hmm. panelized and prefab. There's there's some passive house prefab groups. There's sure. groups that have been up in the Northeast for decades doing, mm -hmm. doing stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and now there's a big movement of you know, the zero energy, yes. movement, you know, commercially and, and residentially. Um, I think the next step of this as we're already starting to see and hear dialogue about is the carbon footprint analysis. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're going to start seeing more and more um, analysis and, and criticism of types of building products and components that are, are not good for the environment. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, the programs we've been using for the most part deal with the operational carbon. So when you're talking right. about high performance or sustainable home, yeah. generally we're looking at they cost less to operate. Right. Um, the next step is looking at the embodied carbon of all the components of the right. home mm -hmm. and around it right. and how we can start to chip away from a benchmark of what we're doing now, right. lower that over time to yeah. get you know carbon neutrality yeah. from the home. Yeah. And all the industries are doing it and, and people on the on the cusp of this world I think are starting to think about those things and we've been having those dialogues as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would you say, uh, Joe, if you were to speak to someone who is not at the cusp quite yet, you know, they're not thinking about the kind of things that we're talking about. If you were to give a pitch about building a home that's really green and sustainable, what, how would you say, what would you say? I'm going to start by saying, don't you want to be the healthiest you can be and for your, yourself and your family? And also, how we want to, our planet to be healthy at the same time. Why wouldn't you want to breathe the cleanest air you can breathe in your home? Why wouldn't you want to, um, to not waste energy? You don't, you don't leave your door open intentionally, but by building a empty house, essentially, you're doing that. So I'd say... By doing this, you're, you're providing a healthy environment for your family mm -hmm. for you know a longer period of time, and mm -hmm. our health is a 
it's kind of the most important thing we have. So why mm -hmm. all of our building and our planet important too? So yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Brian? Yeah, I would. I would, of course, say the same thing. You know, and also, you know, show people that these these homes are going to last longer. They're going to mm -hmm. be more comfortable, and they're going to cost less to operate. Mm -hmm. So you know, aside from the feel good of doing something that's good for the planet. Right. You know, it, it, it's it's just better. It, it's yeah. And, you know, you it just. It's better all around. And I would invite them <laughs> to my home. I would invite them to my home and show yeah. them, so they could sit in it and experience it for themselves, and mm -hmm. let the, the home itself do the do the talking for me. Because mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, I think we're at a point now where it really doesn't make sense not to do this. Right. Really. You know, this isn't 1987, you know, when it's <laughs> going to cost you 30% more or, you know, one of the things that I, I, not to backtrack completely, but what I focused on in my master's research was how do you bring this high performance concept to the masses? Mm -hmm. Because there's a huge movement with like natural homes and with permaculture and you get these mm -hmm. hardcore, really, really amazing people. But there's a lot of people that don't necessarily want to live in a straw bale home and have to yeah. learn to patch the, 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 the earth, you know, um, mm -hmm. plaster as it cracks over time and yeah. have that real interaction with their home. Some people do, right. um, you know, so it, how do you bring this level of performance and quality to, to people that are interested in it, but they don't want to change the way they live day to day. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you know, I've had many candid conversations with friends and relatives that yeah. say that I, go, I would just I would support sustainability 100, percent but I'm not changing the way I live. Yeah. So, and that's you know, you kind of got to educate people over time, and mm -hmm. they'll take the journey to figure out how mm -hmm. how they may do that over time. But so our goal is using these programs to show people, well, you can change the world by saving 70 percent of your energy and polluting less, and and you and don't have to have change. Beautiful, you know, nice home with Mm -hmm. kitchen and all that stuff right. so. and you don't have to change the way you live anyway exactly. um yeah well i think you guys are making such a great contribution to this and i'm so grateful for that and how can how can people find you and you work not necessarily just in pennsylvania right that you do you do other outside of your area or what are your uh, market yeah, um, we worked on a, a, a home in the catskills of new york which is you know, a couple hours away, but that was a mm -hmm. local client that was wanted to build an additional home. So mm -hmm. when we work out of our area, we, we provide a, maybe a different type of service, more of a mm -hmm. manage management. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and education for the team right. and, and team up with local contractors. And right. you still like to be involved with the high performance components of the home. So we'll schedule our visits to go and make I sure see. that's done right. I see. So yeah, where we, can where can people find you? Uh, well, we're both on LinkedIn, and um, you know, of course, anyone can go to the Alter Eco website, which is alterecobuild.com. Alterecobuild.com. Uh, correct. Okay. And you know, if anyone ever has questions, comments, we'll we'll talk to you as long as you want about this stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for all that information. I, I really appreciate it. And and I would love to see you grow. I would love for you to be building all over the country. <laughs> With thank all you. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
Well, thank you so much. This was Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes Podcast. Until the next episode. Thank you.